Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. One's name is Cornelius. The other one is Peter. And I think they have something important to say to us that really uh, fits into the, the theme of the entire service. The music certainly set the stage for the words that we heard from these three and definitely have set the stage for what I want to say. But more importantly, this entire service has shown us that we are one body in Christ. That we believe in the same Lord and the same Savior. And that we're going to do those things that we have heard about from the choir and from the three that spoke. And when we meet this time next year, we're going to have a whole new group up there. Sorry, you folks can't go back. Who is it going to be? What group will stand before us next year and be the choir? What ones will stand up and give the testimony and read the scripture and have the prayer? I don't know. If you're not a Christian this morning, we certainly invite you to become one, to give your heart and life to the Lord Jesus Christ, and you'll be one of that group. Cornelius was a very good man. He was a captain in the army. He was in charge of a hundred soldiers. He was a non-commissioned officer. Very devout. He believed in God. He prayed. He gave alms to the poor. He did all of those things that any good person expects to do in their lifetime. But he was not saved. And this is the problem of great numbers of people in our communities is that they know there is a God and believe in God but they have never come to a point in their life when they have said yes to Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Just have never said yes. And never wanted to be, or have never brought themselves to the point of becoming a part of a group such as we saw this morning, who demonstrate their faith in Jesus Christ by what they say, by what they say, or by what they live. And he was concerned about his situation. He knew that there was something missing in his life, and he didn't know what it was. And he prayed to God that God would reveal to him what the shortcoming was, what he ought to do, or what he ought to be. God heard the concern of his heart and told him some things to do, and he told him to send some men to Joppa and find the second man of our story, a man by the name of Peter, who would tell him what he ought to do. Some of you have been searching, and some in that group that we saw up here this morning were searching for something. And you maybe have prayed about your condition. 
Maybe you wondered where you could go to find the gospel, to find the truth. I know some of you, without anybody telling you, came through the doors of this church. Some of you were invited by other people. Some of you were drawn by one thing or another, but there was one, something in the depths of your heart that drew you to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I don't know what that was, but you know. The Lord said, maybe, go down to Olive Branch. And there it will be told you what you are to do. As he said to Cornelius, go to Joppa. There it will be a man who will tell you what you are to do. Peter is in Joppa. It's noontime. He's hungry, but lunch isn't ready, and so he goes up to the flat roof of the house in order to spend a little time, and he falls into a trance. And the Lord speaks to Peter. He lets down a huge sheet in his vision, and on that sheet are all kinds of animals of one nature or another, some clean animals, some unclean animals, according to the Jewish tradition. And the Lord said to Peter, Peter, rise, kill, and eat. And Peter said, No, for I have never eaten anything that's unclean. An animal that was clean had the cloven hoof and chewed its cud, but if it didn't chew its cud, it was unclean. That's why the, the hawk was an unclean animal to the Jew. Three times this vision happened, and Peter wondered what did it mean. But as he awoke, there was a knock on the door, for the men from Cornelius had appeared at the door and were asking for Peter, Listen, there is a double miracle just about to take place. A double miracle. A miracle in the life of Peter, and if you will, in the life of the church, when the church will understand that the Lord God loves all people and wants them all saved. We've got to learn that lesson. This church is not for just us. This church is God's church dedicated to the cause and the purpose of winning the loss to Jesus Christ. Until we get that message deep in all of our hearts, we will not be doing all that we ought to do. I heard yesterday, and I wanted to take some time and figure out what it is for our church, but in our meeting yesterday we had on the, for the association, we heard that it took 38 people in the Coal River Association to win one to Jesus Christ last year. It's not that big a number in our church. I think it probably is about a 1 to 4 or 5 ratio. I haven't figured it quite out. That's what it ought to be. We have 31 new members. Listen, we need more than 31 new members next year. 
And we're not talking about membership of the church. We are using that to simply say that we need to be reaching the lost for Jesus Christ who can stand before us and demonstrate the thing that was demonstrated this morning by another group. Peter had to learn that lesson because he thought the gospel was for the Jew only. He wanted to keep it inside the little group and not let it out. But the truth of the gospel is that if you keep it inside, you're going to lose it. It's only when you let it go, when you let it expand from you and from the church that it permeates the world. That's what we are about as a church. And so this miracle is about to take place when Peter understands the gospel is for all people. The other miracle that's about to take place is that Cornelius, who is wanting to, to know what it's all about, he loves the Lord and he wants to be saved but doesn't understand how to go about it, is about to cross paths with a man who's going to tell him. So Peter goes with the men who would come after him and he goes to Cornelius' house. And there gathered together are probably his hundred soldiers and the members of his family and a few others. And Cornelius explains to Peter why he had called him. And then in the 33rd verse of the 10th chapter of Acts, he says, And now therefore we are all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded of thee of God. We're gathered together to hear what you've got to say about our concerns. Judy, you think you were shaking, or Sheila, or Delbert? What do you think Peter was feeling when all of a sudden he stood before this group of people and something that he had never experienced before began to come over him and he had to stand, first of all, before that group and say, I understand something that I never understood before. God is no respecter of persons. He loves all people. He didn't know that until now. And in verse 36, he says he's the Lord of all. The simple gospel is about to be preached. That little narrow road that has a small gate at the end of it. But many of you people put your feet upon this past year is just about to have another set of foot on it, feet on it, footprints. Cornelius is about to step on the narrow road. He doesn't know what he's going to. Peter doesn't know that he's going to. And along with Cornelius, there's going to be the other members of his family, his wife and his children, and a number of his soldiers are going to put their feet on the narrow road because they yielded to the gospel that had been sent to them. I don't know if all you are Christians this morning or not, but let me tell you. Before this time next year, some of you will have put your feet on the same road. If you listen to the gospel. Peter didn't have time to prepare a sermon. 
but he was on track. And he starts preaching. You know how short his sermon was? Very short. He started in verse 34 of the 10th chapter, and he only got to verse 43. That's his entire sermon. Something happened when he got down to what he said in verse 43. And that sums up the gospel in verse 43. The last phrase of verse 43 of chapter 10 is Peter's words. He says, Whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sin. That sums it up. In verse 44, we see the miracle. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell upon them which heard the word. Listen to that again. The Holy Ghost fell upon them which heard the word. Peter didn't do anything except expound the gospel. The church doesn't do anything except be the vehicle by which the Lord can deal with hearts that have not yet said yes to Jesus Christ. And Peter preached, and the Holy Spirit from God came into the lives of that group of people. Think back to the time that that happened to you. You weren't expecting it, but it happened. You were probably sitting in church without any interest or concern about becoming a Christian. But suddenly you found yourselves completely absorbed in the Spirit of Jesus Christ. And when the invitation was given, maybe you didn't even know what you're doing, but you said yes. Sheila, that's exactly what you did, was it not? I'll never forget your coming down that aisle. And Peggy and Delbert, I won't forget your coming down the aisle either. And many of the rest of you. Because the Holy Spirit came from God and filled your lives even though you weren't expecting it. Now, this whole thing got spread abroad and, and the idea, the message went back to the church in Jerusalem. The story of how Peter had preached to these Gentile people and they were saved. And the church called Peter in to question him about what had happened. And that's what Sheila read in chapter 11. And Peter gives an account of the experience. Isn't it strange? that the Holy Spirit can perform such miracles in the lives of people 
who perhaps were not even expecting it. Yes, God sent some of you to this church. Yes, I believe very strongly that God sent me. And some of our paths crossed. I believe very strongly that some of you have been sent to others. Somebody's path crossed. Some of you can think of those times when you were sent to a, a given individual. Strangers, as if they were meeting in the night. But it was God's plan to cross paths in order that the ground might be prepared for the coming of God's Spirit into people's lives. Holy Spirit fell. Have you ever felt the Holy Spirit? And Peter in his explanation down in the 14th verse of the 11th chapter begins to explain things to the congregation in the 15th verse and he said, And I began to speak and the Holy Spirit fell on them as on us at the beginning. What was he referring to? The Holy Spirit came upon the house of Cornelius like it did upon us in the upper room. You remember the apostles and, and others, 120 about, were in the upper room after the crucifixion and even after uh, the resurrection and, and uh, even the ascension. And there they were, waiting for something they didn't know what. They were afraid, and they're huddled in that upper room, and suddenly the scripture says that the Holy Spirit came into that room and sat upon all of them. They were filled with the Holy Spirit because it fell upon them from heaven. And Paul, or Peter says, Then I remembered when I saw what was happening to Cornelius and his people in the 16th verse. He said, I remembered how John said, John, or Jesus said, rather, about John, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Now, baptized means to cover up in one sense of the word, and so we can easily read it. And you will be covered up with the Holy Ghost. Folks, when we are so covered up with the Holy Ghost that we are buried in Jesus Christ, we will be proclaiming the gospel in this community like it's supposed to be. And Peter remembered that. The Jews still thought it was necessary, as it was in the beginning, for the church people, for particularly the apostles, to go and lay their hands on somebody in order for them to receive uh, salvation to get the Holy Spirit into their lives. But Peter said, now I understand what it really means. The Holy Spirit came without my doing anything and filled those people. When you were saved, the Holy Spirit came into your life and filled you from head to toe with the power of God. That's the Holy Spirit. When you said yes to Jesus Christ, you became the vessel of God. You became full of His Spirit. Now it may have come 
dramatically, or it might have come quietly. I remember a dramatic time. Many years ago, I was preaching, pastor of the Fairview Church, St. Paul Baptist Church in Fairview, West Virginia. That's a little town outside of Fairmont. We were in the middle of revival meeting. There was a man who had come to that meeting was up in his late 60s, a very hardened sinner, a drunkard, and all the things that you could anticipate saying about a person who was not in Christ. That church had prayed for that man for a long, long time, like this church has prayed for some people here. Prayed with their heart being poured out. Prayed with tears streaming down their faces. I've seen some of you do. Prayed with all earnestness that some individual whom they named would be saved. This man sat there. When the invitation was given, there was no doubt but the Holy Spirit came with power dramatically into that man's life when he stepped out of that pew and started down the aisle to say I'm accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior I thought the walls would fall in not from shock but from the power of the spirit that was evident in that congregation you talk about tears being shed about shouts of joy Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at James sheets.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.